Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fireball with Ashley Mayfield. Before we dive in, make sure you grab your smartphone, share this on all your social media platforms, and tag me because I love to know who is tuning in. Now buckle up, embrace for impact. Welcome back to another episode. Today we are diving in and I want to ask you one question. How vulnerable are you? Like how vulnerable should leaders be when it comes to leading their organization, when it comes to being transparent, when it comes to like being really open and honest. I think that there's this giant misconception around leadership that leaders often have it all together, that they never drop the ball, they never make mistakes, and that couldn't be furthest from the truth, okay? That could not be furthest from the truth. Uh, People online know that you are well put together. You all can see that I am well put together, but often what you might not see is that I'm really a hot mess behind the scenes, right? And when I was thinking about this episode and I was thinking about asking myself how vulnerable am I, I have to remember that, you know, I exude strength, I exude power and dominance, and that is a real part of me. And I'm never going to like apologize for that. I'm never going to stop sharing my successes, building myself up and helping high achieving women just like yourself get built up because that's what I'm created to do. I've discovered my voice and sis, I'm here to help you discover yours. But with that said, is there power in shining more vulnerability? And that has been something that's been on my heart for a year and a half because I personally do not think I understood the magnitude of what vulnerability could do for your impact and influence until 2019. In 2019, I had the honor of being asked if I would come and speak in kind of in front of, you know, I don't remember what size the audience was, three, four, 500 people, but it was also being broadcasted. And if I would, uh, to probably like tens of thousands of people, I don't know, but if I would come and speak and on a topic of limiting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs. And at first I really didn't think anything of it because I mean, shoot, I look at myself every day in the mirror, boo-boo. I know I'm a hot mess. You guys might not see it, but I'd be crying three to four times a week. I'd be complaining to my husband all day. I like, there are moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? I'm in over my head. I don't have what it takes. Nobody likes me. Nobody even listens to my podcast. And then Jason's like, okay, you've had like 120 something thousand downloads, (laughs) you know? So thank you guys. I appreciate that. Uh, When I'm having a momentary lapse of judgment and my husband has to like smack me back into reality. But what's so interesting is up until 2019, I don't think that I shared a lot of like the transparent moments as much as I was just living from glory to glory. So I go to Boston, I go to this event in 2019 and I get on stage and decided to bring an entirely different demeanor. And there was no intent behind it. There was no master manipulation here. I'm going to, you know, do a magic spell and everyone's going to fall into my curse. I don't know. It was just a... Every time I speak and every time I deliver, I have the intent of being a dominant powerhouse and let me show a different side. Because if you're talking, I mean, it just makes sense, right? If you're communicating on a topic like self-limiting beliefs, I'm not going to come from a place of being all high mighty on top of the mountaintop. I'm going to come from a place of being in humility through the valley, right? 
So I got on stage and I, the moment I got on stage, I just felt so open. And it sounds so crazy, you guys. I felt so safe. I felt so open. I felt so vulnerable. It's exactly what I felt. And I did my thing. I'm not even joking you. The moment I got on stage and got handed the microphone, I was in tears. In fact, someone from the audience leaned up on stage to give me Kleenex. (laughs) They could see how uh, I was so fragile. And it was because I was, I was being real. You know, a lot of times we come from, like I said, I come from this place of power and dominance, which is a very real part of me too. But I was getting ready to be transparent. I was getting ready to be emotional and I was vulnerable. And that moment taught me something so powerful, you guys, because I didn't understand how powerful vulnerability was. But when I got done speaking, it it was kind of a really crazy event. The moment I walked off stage, like my luggage was waiting at the bottom of the stairs of the stage. (laughs) It was like the most awkward thing ever. But the moment I got done talking, I literally like gave the microphone back, walked down the stairs, grabbed my luggage, and a heifer was out the dough because I had an hour until my plane left, okay? And so when I left, you know, I go to the airport, I'm, you know, running, I make it on time, I put my phone on airplane mode, I land two to three hours later, and when I turn my phone back on, the amount of messages that I got was very overwhelming. Like, it brought me back to a place of just real raw emotions and vulnerability. And I realized up until that point in my business entrepreneurship journey that a lot of people had seen this dominant, powerful Mayfield that they had said, you know, I don't know, I'm, you know, could be making this up, but it was this stuff like things that I've heard, right? Like, you're so strong. How do you do it all? Um, You know, is there anything you can't do? Like, it was just this dominance that I finally was showing my heart and all this transparency and the messages, you guys, that flooded in. Oh, oh my gosh. It was just like, I knew I loved you, but now I know like I relate with you. And it was, the messages were different. It was no longer about like, you know, you're my spirit animal and I, you're amazing. I want to be just like you. I want your lifestyle. It was, you are so relatable. I knew I liked you, but now I love you. I appreciated your heart. I appreciated the softness and the sincerity. I'm telling y'all, when I was speaking, you could hear a pin drop. I think I like shattered the world because I don't think they were expecting me to be so vulnerable. And I think that it is so important when we are talking about online business or we're talking about entrepreneurship, we have to share our successes. We need more good, high-achieving women that are doing something that... Like we, we've got to show there's a reason people should partner with us, right? There's a reason that you should buy into my message. There's a reason you should listen to my podcast. And so, yes, we do speak from the mountaintops, but I think it's so important that you are vulnerable as well. Um, you know, it's not just about strengths and ambition, which is a necessary component, but I want to ask you today, how vulnerable are you? You know what I mean? Like, and how vulnerable should you be? Are you vulnerable with your team, with your organization and your career? Um, And I want to just walk you through three things that I've learned about vulnerability. Okay, so let's dive in. Number one, vulnerability breeds trust. Hear me out on this. Okay, vulnerability breeds trust. If you think about your relationship with your best friend, I've got a couple different best friends. And it's so funny because they all serve different like 
things in my life, which I think is so important. You should have like five best friends that all have different personalities and they serve different roles, right? And each of these best friends, the more vulnerable they are with me and the more vulnerable that I am with them, we actually realize that we're not that different. We're heading in the right direction, um, but we're not that different. And so when you are leading from a place of vulnerability, you start building trust with people. You start building likability, relatability, and you start building trust. And as a high achiever, being able to share things with our organization and in leadership, things like setbacks, uh, setbacks, times we've dropped the ball, mistakes we've made, um, it's so important. It's going to it's going to yield trust between you and your subordinates or you and your employees or you and your organization. And they're going to understand where you come from. There have been many times in my entrepreneurial journey, the first few years before I understood this, that it was like the people that I were leading only saw me winning. So then there became this intimidation factor. Then this became, it was almost like borderline annoying, no offense to anybody, but it was like this deer in the headlights, like they would just freeze and indecision would take over because they're like, I don't want to let me feel down. I don't want to disappoint her. I don't want to, I don't know, uh, you know, ruin what she's got going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has so little to do with me and everything to do with you, right? I, I was not in any way master manipulating or like whipping people into shape. That's not what I do. But people put me on this pedestal that it was almost like there was an intimidation factor there. And I didn't want that. And I nipped that in the bud so fast, you guys, because I want an open door and I have an open door policy. People know they can come to me. And if they can't come to me or they say they can't come to me, that's 100% a story they've made up in their head because I've worked on this. I've worked on being vulnerable and sharing struggles and sharing setbacks and sharing like mistakes I've made when I've dropped the ball, when I tried to shoot my shot and I missed the basket. Like these things happen. This is a normal part. And in your leadership, in your career, in your business, are you being vulnerable with the people that you work around or the people that work for you? Because I promise you, if you are, it's just going to make it, like I said, more relatable. They're going to be able to trust you more because they understand when you give them direction, guidance, and wisdom, or even uh, constructive feedback, it's not coming from this place of ignorance. It's not coming from this place of just, you think you know it's best. Talk like Think about your parenting style. Imagine if I just like kept telling my kids what to do, but I never gave them the example of what I had walked through. I wasn't vulnerable at all. They would probably just think that I'm just like this jerkwad of a mom and probably want to be rebellious and not listen to me. Although, you know, that's still up for debate if that's going to happen or not. So <laughs> I think it's so important that you are vulnerable with the people that you lead because it's going to breed trust. And when people have trust and loyalty with you, oh! It's just a recipe for success. Vulnerability also creates, uh, excuse me, vulnerability also drives creativity. This is probably one of my favorite, favorite things. And let me explain. I've recently shared about how I value autonomy and I value control, right? It's one of my motivational factors, my motivating factors. When it comes to being a leader, when you are in a position, please hear me, please hear my heart. I value control. I value knowing everything. If you fart in my business, oh boo, I'm going to smell it. Okay, I'm so deep. I'm so in the thick of it, all right? But the problem with that is that you become a lid to your organization. You become a lid to the people that you lead. You become a lid at your career and no one can get beyond you. 
And one thing that I did was I got super vulnerable in 2020. And I have a couple different podcasts that explain this, but I decided in one of my businesses that I'm a part of, instead of me just approaching 2021 and, you know, saying, hey, this is my vision. These are our goals. This is what we're going to do. I decided to get vulnerable and I decided to like understand that my crap don't stink. Okay. And my idea is not the best idea. I know I might've been a little late to the party, but I have had to go the long way. Okay. And I decided to pull not only some of my Uh, highest paid people, but also my strongest leaders, the ones who I value, the ones who I trust, and the ones who are leading from the front, okay? I had some non-negotiables they had to meet, but I pulled us all together and I had like a round table and I wanted to hear from them. And this vulnerability of me being able to come to a space and say, I'm not here to bark my idea to you, but I'm here for you to pitch your idea to me. We're in this together. You guys, this changed the game. I am telling you right now, I had more leaders step up. I had more leaders cast vision. I had more leaders uh, take ownership of the vision and it bred creativity. How many of you high achieving women that value control and you have to do everything all the time, always, you're stifling the creativity in your organization. Your business is like you are going to be your lid because you think that your idea is the best, that you have to call the shots, that everything has to be approved through you. And that's simply not true. It's still a lesson. I'm probably going to die learning this lesson, but it's something that I have to constantly cycle back around that the reality is I don't want my business to only be as good as me. I know. You're like, what? I know. I'm not that good, right? I'm not that good. And I know that I'm going to be able to duplicate and have exponential growth when I'm around people who have the same character, respect, and work ethic that I do, but they carry different giftings. And I give them a space to communicate. I give them a space to expound on their creativity. I give them a space where they know that I value them. And I'm a little vulnerable in saying, I'm not that good. Someone else might have a good idea. Someone else might be able to solve these problems. Let's get creative together. You can only do that when you're vulnerable. You have to admit that you don't have it all or that your idea is not the best. And there's a lot of high achieving women out there that would rather just do it themselves than empower and delegate and be vulnerable. And I want to challenge that thinking today. And again, this is the pot calling the kettle black, okay? I value control just like the rest of you. But I've had to realize how much I can become a lid. And I've had to give people permission. Now, that also bit me in the butt because I had some people that got mad at me. They're like, oh, you don't want to X, Y, Z. You don't value me anymore. And I'm like, no, I actually value you so much that I'm trusting you, right? And so be careful with how you present that. I might've been able to do a little better. I don't know. I also think that they needed an opportunity to grow. So take that for what it was. Uh, But uh, being vulnerable and owning that you aren't good at something, it allows someone else the opportunity in your organization to rise up and to step into their genius. So stop stifling people's genius, okay? And then last but not least, I think that um, vulnerability increases your likability. You gotta have likability, People have to like you. You know, we say in online sales that people have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you in order to buy from you because people buy people. How many of you have ever left a job not because you didn't like the job, because you didn't like your boss, right? And oftentimes when that happens, it's because the boss is like, 
dictative, they're uh, a control freak, they micromanage, all of these things, right? And a lot of times as leaders, we have platforms and we lead these large organizations and we want people to like us, but we go about it the wrong way, okay? So for instance, um, there are uh, there's someone that I know that every time they step up to the plate, all they do is talk about themselves, right? They share their victories. They're trying to impress. They're trying to brown nose. They're trying to tell the story of their glow up. And I so desperately just want to shake this person and just say, you're in the room. Like you're on the, you're holding the freaking microphone. You don't have to impress anybody. In fact, it's making you look like a turd. People, it's repelling people by you standing in a microphone because it's, it's not like it's an award ceremony where they get to brag on themselves, right? But when you're vulnerable, and this is something that I've learned in my communication, when I'm holding the microphone on a stage in front of 10,000 people, I don't have to list off the qualities that got me to the microphone. I'm holding the microphone. I get to share the story of my lowest point to make it relatable to the bottom level, right? And that's going to inspire everybody in the room because everybody's been at the bottom. We might be at the top, but a heifer started at the bottom, okay? And so when you lead from a place of vulnerability, it's going to increase your likability. Vulnerability increases likability. When you're able to let people know, like, I don't have it all together. I'm a little bit of a hot mess behind the scenes. Hey, I, I procrastinate a lot. Or, hey, I'm, I have terrible grammar. When people can see these things and you're not just trying to constantly present yourself in this limelight of perfectionism and that you have it all together and you cross your T's and dot your I's, literally almost said dot my T's and cross my I's, that would have been better. <laughs> um but they're, they're able to see that you're a real human and they like you more. You guys, this not only increases your leadership, it increases your impact and your influence. Because every time you go to shoot your shot, it's, not, it's from a place of being humble. And I do think humility is an attribute that a high achieving woman needs. I don't, I, I just personally think self-awareness is like the number one attribute all leaders need. But humility, I dare to say it's number two or number three. We've got to lead from a place of understanding that at any moment, excuse me, at any moment, things can go away. At any moment, people can leave. At any moment, things can crumble. That is the reality, right? But when you're vulnerable and you lead from a place of truly desiring to make a difference and you have a mindset of it's we, not me, or you have a mindset of um, I want to make a difference in your life and not you uh, listen to how I gloat about myself, I'm telling you, that vulnerability is so profound. That vulnerability is truly what makes a difference in people's lives. So how vulnerable should a leader be? Well, I want to wrap up with saying this. I do think that there is a solid, solid difference between being vulnerable and too much information. And I do think as a leader, you have to use wisdom, okay? I think that there are, there. well, I don't think, there have been times where I have been extremely vulnerable in the midst of walking through something. I needed people to know the situation that I was walking through, whether I needed their prayers, I needed their support, I needed them to step up and take the reins a little bit because I couldn't serve at a capacity that I needed to serve. There were moments that I was vulnerable and transparent in my leadership. 
And then there was moments I didn't tell a soul, okay? There was moments that people did not need to know what I was walking through when I walked through it. But I told them later, I used it as an example later. And I usually used it as an example of, hey, you had no idea what I was walking through, but I still showed up every single day. Y'all can be consistent, right? So there was benefit to that. There's a difference between those and just being too vulnerable. Do not mask vulnerability for like, walking in the room and airing dirty laundry. Do not mask vulnerability with the ability to be a raging turd wad and go off on people and say, well, I'm just being real. This is just who I am. That's not vulnerability. That's being a jerk wad, okay? And turd wad, jerk wad, pick your name, but you're it, right? So it's no excuse to share too much information or to be too vulnerable. You still have to be a leader. You still have to understand that if you're leading people, You do not have the right to talk crap about them to other people that you lead. Otherwise, they're going to know that you're going to talk crap about them. If you are in a management position or a leadership position, you have no business going out for drinks on Friday night with your subordinates, with your employees. That is ridiculous. That is terrible leadership, okay? They are not going to respect you when you try to be their buddy and try to be their leader. And so do understand that there are parameters around vulnerability. And it does not mean that, oh, I'm just being vulnerable, so I'm going to go into the office today and I'm just going to cry my eyes out because me and my husband are in a fight. No, that is not leadership. That is too much information. That is, you need to learn to turn your tears off the moment you walk in that office. Okay. Okay. Like there are standards to this. So don't misconstrue what I'm saying, but I want to know right now, how do you need to open up more? How do you need to open up more? How do you need to be a little bit more vulnerable? I'm telling you, if you can lean into this and understand that you don't have to be the end all be all, you do not have to have all your ducks in a row. You do not have to be the perfect leader to be an effective leader. I promise you, it'll change the game. So until next time, I'm rooting for you. I believe in you and let's go change the world together. Goodbye, my friends.